Let's talk about this stance and positioning that's been taken by the presidency, essentially alerting businesses to hold off and delay retrenchments. Give us more perspective. Well, it's, uh, let, let me give a context. It's, it's really just um, not us, uh, you know, issuing formally, but it's part of our ongoing collaborative effort that the president had started during the course of last year. You will recall in your show, you had covered the collaborative efforts between ourselves and the more senior CEOs that had signed up onto a pledge, I think about 140 CEOs. That collaborative effort focused on three key areas that are um, um, that are constraining the growth in our economy. Um, getting a steady supply of electricity is the one area. The second is trying to deal with the challenges around freight logistics, and that's both in the port and the rail system. And the third area, of course, crime and corruption. And, and the, the approach that we have taken, Google Air, is that, of course, government is not working in a silo approach and working in its corner there and, and developing its plans and interventions to be able to address these constraints um, around the structural reform program. But we've taken a collaborative approach where business has been part of a process of developing key interventions to, to try and address some of those constraints. Uh, for instance, capacity and support for our interventions at ESCOM power stations is one example. Um, in the logistics, very similarly to support Transnet where they are, uh, there's a lack of capacity or skilled experts that are required to assist on some of the key corridors. And similarly for crime and corruption. Um, all, all we're saying is that part of that collaborative effort is to try and deal with those constraints as speedily as possible. We require a chance to implement that. We require an opportunity to be able to get that action and for us to be able to see a turnaround in these const- uh, or with regard to these constraints. And, and arguably, I think um, a retention should obviously be a, a last resort. Um, and allow us to be able to implement these particular specific sets of interventions. And that's really the point that has been made. Mm. I'm assuming there has been engagement with business in this regard. Are you able to share any feedback on those outcomes? Yes, of course. I mean, I think that uh, I mean, we have six weekly meetings uh, between the president and the key CEOs to be able to discuss it. We get updates with regard to the collaborative effort. And remember, this is happening in the National Energy Crisis Committee between government departments and business. Similarly, the formation of the National Logistics Crisis Committee. There hasn't been a formal engagement on the job losses. I think what business has raised is the concern around the constraints. For example, if mine, mines, particularly those in coal and some of the bulk commodities are unable to get their stuff to market because of inefficiencies in the in the freight rail system, for instance, um, what do they do under these circumstances? And um, you know, part of us working together is trying to de- develop a very practical set of interventions to address that. Um, and that's really been the engagement. And all we're saying is hold off on the retrenchments, holding hold off on laying on the workers. Let's try and fix the problem. Let's try and deal with the constraints and the bottlenecks that prevents them from getting their stuff to market from put to port, as we would say. Mm. And that's been an ongoing engagement and discussion with many of the miners to try and deal with those particular problems that they have. I mean, in a very constrained environment. And, and, and remember, <clears throat> The logistics uh, factor is just one of these constraints. There are other market forces, of course, mm. um, market demands and pricing that uh, impacts on that. But where we can fix that problem 
we think it's important to develop that collaborative effort that we have embarked on with business. I'm glad you talk about practical steps there, Rudy, because I'm assuming for business this yeah. is where their frustration comes in, that uh, from pit to port, uh, even if we take a look at our power challenges, these aren't necessarily challenges that can be resolved overnight. And perhaps it's the long lead times uh, to lead to practical solutions that is adding to the frustration. Are there solutions? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um, I, I, I would want to emphasize the point that you make related to that, uh, you know, the, the collaboration is around very practical stuff. And, and so you see the three areas are the areas that we want to focus on. It's not generally speaking about the state of the economy and having a high level conversation, very specific. So let me use an example um, of electricity, for instance. I mean, the one thing that we've done since the launch of the, uh, the energy action plan that the president had announced in in july 2022 is for example open up the space and making it much more easier for private sector generation to be uh, uh, uh to be done and that's quite important i mean currently right now we have a a, a, a pipeline of over 10 gigawatts of private embedded generation projects that are currently being um, uh, registered and approved um, and of course um, um, you know, that investment should happen over the next two to three years. We'll see that ramp up. Um, similarly, for example, improving plant performance at the ESCOM fleet, um, private sector uh, have come on board and said, look, we have expertise, we have capacity of people to be able to assist and support power station managers that the six of the key power stations in terms of the ESCOM generation plan. And so similarly, I think that's the real collaborative effort, not talking about fixing the economy broadly in a sense. So that's quite important. But where we can find uh, pockets of uh, of areas where these interventions can take place. Now, your point is precisely correct. Sometimes these have long lead times. But in other instances, you could do something that is immediate. And uh, let's take the example of the backlog of um, high uh, uh, you know, the, the backlog of, of container vessels at the ports, for instance. And and this has been an important project that we were able to support. And Transat has been able to clear that backlog quite significantly. So so that from about over 70 uh, vessels that were at Anchorage uh, a few weeks ago, uh, now it's at about 18 to 20 if I look at the more recent data. But, but similarly, they, for instance, have offered support and technical expertise on some of the corridors, mm-hmm. um, the iron ore manganese corridor in trying to fix some of the technical aspects in improving efficiency, uh, reducing derailment, for example, uh, improving signaling. And similarly, those are the kind of things. So it's really practical. Um, and it's trying to deal with some of the immediate stuff because it's important that we get the volumes up in the, in the with regard to uh, freight logistics, and and um, in the instance uh, for electricity, trying to ensure that we fill the gap and allow for other forms of energy sources to come on as we try and fix and continue to deal with the plant performance at ESCOM. Got you. Uh, Mr. Dix, uh, the journalist in me is going to be a bit cynical and uh, uh, share feedback <laughs> and a question, right, that typically many South Africans would ask that if government and presidency is making these calls for businesses to hold off on retrenchments, is this influenced by the fact that we're in an election year this year? No, this is the... <laughs> you are being cynical. I did have the You should ask the politicians. <laughs> to be late, you should ask the politicians. And certainly where I sit uh, and driving with the National Treasury on Operation Gala and the structural reforms that Peter had referred to earlier on, um, this is not linked to elections for, for us. This is about uh, something that we started way back before election hearing had, 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 had begun. Um, we, we want to fix the economy. So whether there's elections or not, we have to fix this economy. It's the economy that we have. We have to develop a collaborative approach with business and with labor 
we have to ensure what are the constraints that we can address fundamentally, what is it that we can unlock as government. So this is going to be ongoing, and our plans are not to look at whether it's elections or not. Our plans is to get that high levels of growth and, um, and inclusiveness, and that's going to be important for us going forward. And that's why the structural reform program, um, which is the operation for Lendlela, is quite critical and important for us. What we need right now is inclusive growth, um, and with inclusive growth, high levels of employment. That's the focus that we're looking at from a from a um, from a presidency point of view. Hundred percent. To close off with, have you gotten any commitments from businesses to actually heed this call? And if so, have they also given you timelines or projections as to how long they can uh, maintain uh, the workforce for? I mean, it's very, very difficult because, of course, business has to make business decisions, right? And that's important. Um, we, we can't prevent them from a legal point of view from not retrenching. We can appeal to them and we can look at some of the constraints. Um, I'm hoping that the appeal is um, based on the fact that if there are significant changes, fast-paced steps to be able to address the constraints, that they are able to factor that in and make, of course, the correct business decisions. So we haven't really gotten a response. I, I think that many of the mines, for instance, have given notices to the to the unions. Uh, many of the mines have, for example, spoken to the, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, for instance, on the intent if we are not able to deal with the logistics crisis, for instance. Um, we, we have to show and commit to doing actionable interventions that are going to change the dial in the short term. And I think that's really going to convince them. And it's why it's important that that collaborative effort of doing actionable items and showing the changes that are there going to be important. So, so um, um, nothing as yet. And, and I and I suspect that uh, you know if they do hit the call, it is because that we it is because uh, we have um, shown our commitment and um, um, shown that we are able to uh, make significant improvements in performance and efficiencies in the port and rail system. 100%. Such a pleasure speaking to you, sir, and looking forward to future conversations that we'll have with you and appreciate the clarity that you've been able to provide. Thank you for your time. Uh, Thank you, Google Leto. Much appreciated. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.